Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners. No podcast? No problem. Launch a professional podcast you'll love in four weeks. Most people hire production companies to edit and distribute content that sounds bad and does nothing for their revenue or their network. But you could turn the key to a made-to-order podcast and skip all the pitfalls that make 90% of shows discontinue after five episodes. We've got the expertise, the elbow grease, and you're back on this one. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here today. I have the privilege of hosting the outstanding Tashveen Suleiman. He is the Chief Executive Officer at CloudMedics Health. They are a clinical AI platform personalizing healthcare delivery through data and AI. The company wants to allow patients and providers to better manage health using the state-of-the-art technologies that integrate with existing hospital and payer networks to achieve the best outcome. CloudMedics offers tools to both patients and providers to assist them with their journeys and workflows. Tashveen's uh, a proven technology leader, and I'm really excited to have him here on the podcast today to talk to us about the work that they're up to at CloudMedics. Tashveen, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we dive into CloudMedics and the work you guys are doing with AI and healthcare, Tell us a little bit more about you. What got you into healthcare and, and what keeps you in it? So uh, as you mentioned, I have a technology background and uh, I have always intersected between the uh, cross, cross section between technology and uh, building real world applications uh, that can have a meaningful impact. And so it was about five or six years ago that uh, we had a healthcare scare in our family. My father had a subdural hematoma which is a oh, wow. internal head bleed, yeah. uh, which went undiagnosed and uh, it almost cost him his life, uh, but he fully wow. recovered and we caught it on time. And, uh, you know, I was at Microsoft at that time and that became our, uh, my rallying cry to try to figure out what happened and how we can avoid such events for thousands and millions of people in the future. So that was what became the genesis of cloud medics. Mm -hmm. which is to look at the uh, data from different you know, sources and uh, do a cross-section analysis around different insights and uh, present those insights to providers and payers so they can uh, improve efficiencies and uh, you know, reduce uh, events such as the one that happened to my dad. And so that's the biggest inspiration of why we started the company. But fast forward now, I think everybody who works at the company has had a brush with healthcare uh, whether it was done personally or a family member or a friend that know. And Saul, you may have seen this yourself where, you know, healthcare is uh, when everything works, it works. But when people fall through the cracks, they typically uh, have a hard fall. Mm -hmm. So that's our rallying cry to build tools that can forecast some of these events and uh, put in front the best things that patients, payers, and providers can do in order to get ahead when they when they have such a healthcare scare. Yeah. Man, that's uh you you said it right and there's so much that could happen and so many misses that can happen. We, you know, the I forget what the number is, but it it's pretty high the number of things that that could go wrong and and reasons why outcomes don't work out within healthcare because of some of those misses. And so, 
I'm curious what exactly you guys are wanting to do here with Cloud Medics in the healthcare space, Tashveen. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, so if you if you really look at healthcare from a macro perspective, you have a provider who takes care of you if you are sick. You have a payer uh, who uh, reimburses or provides insurance to the patients so they can have the best care. And that works well for macroeconomics for small population sets that have a one-to-one relationship in some extent, uh, you know, one-to-a-few relationship between the provider and the patients. Well, where this breaks down is when you have millions of patients and, uh, and, and the one-to-one, one-to-many mapping come into place where you have limited number of providers and limited number of hours that you can spend per patient in order to figure out what's, uh, what's, what's the root cause of their ailments. And so the U.S. healthcare system has become very good at uh, solving the current problem, but not the underlying problem that the patients may be facing. Mm-hmm. And as, uh, you know, as we are now entering an explosion of data where both medical literature and the complications that come out from the different comorbidities or different diseases that patients have, it's become very hard and complex to manage. And so looking at that population level, big data and uh, large volume perspective is what cloud medics has become really good at, where we pull data in from electronic health records, from uh, payers and, and from patients and create a unified workflow where different stakeholders can slice and dice the data for from different perspectives. So one of the ways to look at it is if you're a provider and you want to get in information around population risks or population journeys, you know, because we have such a vast amount of data, we can look at patient journeys of different touch points as they go through different sections of or different progressions of the disease. So we can predict and we can outline what the future of that patient may look like given a huge history of previous patients like them in the past. Mm -hmm. So we can look at retrospective data and project that future in terms of allowing a provider to come up with a better treatment or a better outcome uh, for that patient. Again, we're not looking to replace physicians. We want to work in tandem with physicians and I think AI is now at a stage where it can be used as a force multiplier and an augmenter to a physician. And I'll give you a simple example. You know, when you go to a doctor, you would be put into a room and uh, that doctor will go from room to room and he'll have maybe about seven to 10 minutes per patient. And that is enough time to figure out what the patient current problem is, but it is not enough time to go really deep and figure out what the root cause analysis is. So within those 10 minutes, the, the provider will prescribe some tests and ask you to get some tests done, and then you'll wait for the results, and then they'll figure out what to do next. But that process of 10 minutes per patient is, I believe, not enough time for the provider to really go down to the root cause. But what happens at the back end is a huge, ginormous administrative task of putting all that data in the electronic health record, creating claims, submitting those claims and, and, and all that stuff. And a bunch of that is where a company like ours can automate those processes and uh, make them really easy for providers as well as payers to have the right kind of information at the right time so people can make more informed decisions. So our forte is to look at large amounts of data, put them in the right context for the right people so that they can make their own decisions and then uh, just help with moving the process forward in an efficient manner so that uh, you know adverse cases adverse outcomes can be reduced 
And we're currently doing that with some of the top payers in the country. We're currently doing that with some of the top hospitals uh, in the country. So if you go to our website, you will see some of the large organizations from payers to providers that we're, we're working with across the entire spectrum of the United States. That's excellent. And, you know, being able to fast track insights and better utilize the talents of physicians to care for patients is, is really, I think, the dream, right? I mean, everybody wants to do a better job of that. It's just, it's just easier said than done. So, so talk to us, Tashfin, about how you guys are doing what you do different than what's available today. Yeah, so I think the biggest differentiating factors of how we stack up, I think there are threefold. One mm-hmm. is, you know, when we built the company, we didn't build a technology looking for a solution. We we built a solution that had, we, we built a technology that was eagerly being asked by providers. And so we partnered very early on with a physician group that wanted to build population health insights. And you know, we had a, a, a willing customer to try the technology out and uh, improve it and make it better. So it wasn't a technology looking for a solution. We already had a customer who was willing to use it. And that became our test site or pilot site. So that gave us core foundation to uh, not only start the company off with uh, technology and healthcare domain expertise from the, from the get-go, uh, but we've continued as as we've grown over the last few years. We've continued to hone in that uh, cross section of AI and medicine. As you know, healthcare is more, or medicine is more art than science. And so we've married science and art together. So if you look at the team composition right now, it's a mixture of data scientists, doctors. In some cases, we have folks who have dual degrees, both in computer science and medicine. So I think one of the biggest fortes is the great team that we've put together that understands how healthcare works and what kind of solutions at scale can be deployed to have the maximum impact in a positive manner. The second is our company has become really good at large compute and and big data analysis. And to the point that I mentioned earlier, that at the macro level, uh, you know, at the clinic level or at a, a few clinics level, most physicians are pretty good at figuring out who their high-risk patients are, and they can put case managers behind them. But as you go at the state or at the federal level, you know, those uh, you don't have enough people and enough hours in the day to track who your high-risk patients are going to be and follow up with them and make sure that they're following their care protocols, that they're not at high risk of readmissions, they're not missing their medication, that becomes a exponentially hard problem for humans to solve. And that's where our company can identify those patients who are vulnerable, those patients that are high risk, and allow our partners and care coordinators to reach out to them and handhold them and guide them towards their care process. So Again, at scale, at big data, I'm talking tens of millions of records uh, and, uh, and partners that are utilizing some of those platforms to reach out to those patients in the most efficient and timely manner. So I think that's the second you know, uh, differentiating factor. And then the third is the AI technologies that we've built have really scaled up uh, tremendously. And, and we have a foundational core that can ingest large amounts of data and uh, generate insights very, very quickly. And that has allowed us to become nimble and efficient in terms of deploying those solutions, whether it's on the cloud or on the premise of our customers and, uh, and still have the same outcome as, uh, as what they were already used to. So in, in other words, our customers don't see disruption, they just see augmentation to, to their existing workflows. Very cool. Yeah, and, and you know, it's so interesting, right? Because 
I would say, call it five years ago, six years ago, there was that threat, you know, like people, physicians, administrators thinking AI is going to take my job. But I feel like we've gotten to a point now where we're realizing that that's not the case, you know, and and that this is more of an augmented intelligence that's going to help us. Do you feel that that way too, that, that we've turned the corner on the fear? Um, yes and no. I okay. mean, it's, uh, it d- depends on the perspective of the individual that you mm-hmm. are talking to. I think there's certainly a change in uh, the healthcare industry that uh, some people think AI can do everything. And I think, I don't think that's true. I don't think AI is at a level that it can do everything, but there are certain things that I the agree. AI... Uh, from uh, that the AI is very good at and uh, big data compute mundane tasks some administrative tasks like you know processing papers processing claims I think those things are where AI has become pretty good at in in machine learning and natural language processing perspective and we do that pretty well and so those processes can be automated but the industry of healthcare is very human touch and it requires empathy and it requires a lot of hand holding. So from that perspective, I don't think we're at a point where AI is going to take over physicians' jobs. And the mature physicians, or I'd say the uh, people of more experience know that, and they accept that AI would be an augmenter rather than a replacer. But there are a few in the industry who think that eventually this may take over. You know, at least cloud medics from our perspective, I don't think that is our goal. Our goal is to continue to be an augmenter rather than a tool that replaces physicians. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, and I agree, Tashi. I, I personally feel like we, we've come a good way, you know, from kind of where we were five, six, call it, you know, seven years ago. But yeah, you're right. I, I feel like there's, it's maybe who you hang out with and you're in the business of it, right? So you're, <laughs> you're working with people that are very good at what they do at different levels of organizations and, and having to make decisions based off of this. Talk to us about how you guys have helped improve outcomes with this technology. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I can give you a few examples and, you know, from a, again, from looking at big data, coming up with rapid uh, developed algorithms that we can deploy in the field. We've deployed these algorithms in areas of renal failure to congestive heart failure to uh, outcomes from liver cancer. And time and time again, what we've seen is it all comes down to if you can identify patients that would follow the norm and uh, their care journeys would follow the norm, then it's very predictable and easy to manage the care for those patients. But it's only you know, five to ten percent of the patients may not follow a regular path of, of recovery, a regular path of uh, predictability, and 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 they, those are the ones that the systems need to watch out for. So we we did a big deployment last year with a uh, one of the one of the large uh, institutions across the country where we deployed our algorithms for early identifications of chronic kidney disease. As you know, chronic kidney disease uh, has various stages, and the last stage leads to end stage renal failure, and that's when you either need to be on a trans- kidney transplant list or you need to have uh, be on dialysis. So we we made a pretty good algorithm in terms of identifying the various stages that the patient goes through in terms of their chronic kidney disease and uh, flagging patients who are at a more progressive slope and then putting them into certain care coordination programs so that their providers could uh, connect with them, reach out to them, manage them better. So that's one example where uh, we can see rapid improvements in the management of uh, renal failure patients or chronic kidney patients in terms of uh, keeping either keeping them out of the dialysis machines 
or if they are on dialysis, then uh, doing a better job at managing their care. Another example is, you know, where we identified uh, patients who were high risk of readmissions uh, when they have uh, congestive heart failure. And as you know, you know, readmissions can be quite costly, but can, it can also disrupt a patient's care journey. Mm-hmm. So if you have a chronic condition, congestive heart failure, it can become quite a big task to put a care team around you and, and make sure that, uh, you know, your uh, your health and, and wellness is being taken care of. So doing that at a big scale, identifying high-risk patients for readmission, and then uh, putting them into certain care programs can really help not only improve quality of life for patients, but also keep costs from blowing up in terms of of the management of those patients. Obviously, we don't want to reduce costs, but we want to make sure that patients have the best care at a reasonable cost without becoming too expensive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that. And as you've worked with your team to put together the algorithms that, that are doing the work, what type of setbacks have you guys seen? And what has been a key learning that you feel has made you guys the cloud medics that you are today? You know, I think healthcare is a very humbling experience. And so I, uh, one of the biggest humbling reasons why we started the company was what happened to my father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, over the course of time, we've become pretty entrenched, pretty savvy in how healthcare systems work. And so I can't speak for other people's experiences, but within my family and with my friends who have, well, we have helped and we have anecdotal ev- evidence and uh, we've seen how their care journeys have been changed by some of the stuff that the, the tools that cloud medics have done. I think that's, uh, you know, whether it's helping a, a friend or a family member go through prostate cancer to lymphoma to brain calcification, all those are places where we were able to come in and help them find the right care, get back on their feet and go back to normal life within a very short amount of time. A few years ago, these things would have taken a long time to get diagnosed. And then post-diagnosis, you get into a, an area of, uh, you know, you talk to different doctors, you have differencing, differencing opinions, and it becomes a very difficult decision for people to, uh, as to what to do. And I think with data, we're helping a lot of people get more insights and get more data in order to make informed decisions. And, and we've certainly done that with family members. And I can see we're doing that with other patients all across the U.S. as well. So if we can do that for our, our family members, we can do that for millions of people, people all across the country. So that is, has been a very humbling experience for us. And from a learning perspective, I think um, that we should be aware that uh, healthcare is a village. It takes a lot of people and a lot of coordination and integration to get things right. And so we, we don't want to boil the ocean. And that's why we believe in partnerships and collaboration so that we can have the maximum outcome for the patients. I think that's great. And, you know, it is humbling, you know, when your health gets compromised, oh man, I mean, everything else just falls to the side in priorities and, and having the service, the technology to help get through that is critical and get through it in as best a way as possible uh, is so important. And, and so kudos to you and your team, Teshfin, for the insights you guys are are coming up with and the companies and hospitals you're helping. Talk to us about what you believe you're most excited about today. So we're very excited about where healthcare is going. And uh, I think we're now at a point where technology is mature. We're now at a point where people are more receptive of using technology. In fact, they demand it. I think over the last 10 years, we've seen the explosion of uh, ease of use 
and uh, consumerism, mass consumerism, where you know you can book a flight using Orbitz, Kayak. You can watch movies on demand with Netflix and Prime. And so healthcare is now catching up to all that where patients are demanding similar tools and technologies being available to them. And uh, with the onset of COVID, a bunch of that stuff is being accelerated and put out in the market, as you might have seen. Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of those technologies are being rapidly adopted and deployed and readily available. And people are more uh, receptive to using it, whether, it for, whether it's telemedicine to remote patient monitoring to having a conversation with a provider when you're halfway across the U.S. So we're very excited for where, where we're headed, but it does come with uh, a greater need for automation, a greater need for digital and, and cloud presence. And I think that's where our company is very good at bringing those non-digital systems to the cloud so that we can uh, rapidly help clients and partners and uh, patients operationalize them when they need it the most. And so I think we're very excited about what the future holds and uh, our position as a company in, in that new healthcare era that is being uh, ushered in. Yeah, definitely. And I was taking a look at, at the different things that you guys offer, the COVID command center, you've got Sophie, I guess it's a, a personalized public health AI assistant coding analyzing, decision point, clinical analyzer. I mean, you guys got a nice suite of tools here. Yeah. So the goal was always to put all the information in one place and that mm -hmm. let the stakeholders decide what tool sets they want to use and manage the information layer on their own. So the command center that you're seeing is really a, a centralized geographical information system that uh, is currently compiling data from all 50 states, 3,500 counties, and many of their hospitals all onto one dashboard so you can get a situational awareness of where COVID is, where it's headed, gotcha. what are areas of hotspot, what are the future search uh, areas where uh, COVID is going to strike over the next few weeks, and then how do you plan for them in terms of hospital capacity, hospital beds, flu vaccinations, but also, how is it impacting joblessness? How is it impacting social determinants mm -hmm. of health? How is it impacting uh, mental health uh, and all that stuff? So the command center that you're seeing that you were referring to is called C19 Explorer. And we built that in partnership with Anthem, which is one of the largest pairs across uh, the US. And what we're seeing is that command center is being used by federal and state leaders. It's being used by employers in ways that we had never imagined. They're using it not only to get a perspective of where the virus is right now, but they're using it for their reopening strategies. They're using it for their return to work strategies. And they're also now beginning to use it for their employee well-being. You know, keep in mind, you open your office too soon and you risk the wellness of your employees. You open it too late, you affect the operations of your company. Mm -hmm. So what is the right decision of when, when is it the right time to open? So we're providing them all those data points so they can make those data-driven decisions. So that's everything on the COVID command center that we put together. Then, you know, that's Ask cool. Sophie, which is our patient engagement tool, is available on CMS's website. So anybody who's, uh, who wants to get access to a sort of a chatbot that can get the initial in intake of information from the patient and then guide them through a uh, set of questions and compare them to other patients and, and figure out what is educational information around what their symptoms are, and then guiding them towards a care post is, is what the goal of Ask Sophie is. And there is a slither of other tools that are that we've made available. 
to make all those things happen. Very interesting. Well, you guys are covering a lot of ground here. And so definitely, folks, if you want to learn more, the website is Cloud Medics Health. It's Cloud Med, the letter X, health.com. Make sure you check them out there. Uh, Tashfeen, this has been super interesting. And you know, I'm super happy for you and your team and the work that you guys are doing to make healthcare better for all. Leave us with a closing thought. What should we be thinking about? And what's the best way for businesses and people to get in touch with you and your team to continue the conversation? Absolutely. So the best way to get in touch with us is um, two ways. Shoot us an email directly at info at cloudmedicshealth.com or visit our website and um, use the contact us page. And uh, you know, there's a partner page and then there's a general inquiry page. We'd love to partner with you and respond to any queries, comments that you may have. As far as a, a closing thought, you know, I think uh, it's uh, we're at a very unfortunate time in terms of COVID and how it's negatively impacting a lot of people. You know, if there's any way we can help as a company in terms of some of the tools that we have available, we would love to partner with you and make them available to you to make that transition easier and uh, manage the uh, manage your employee health or manage your member health in the most effective manner possible. And, uh, you know, we, we're here to collaborate. We're here to partner. And, uh, you know, we always go into conversations with an open mind. And uh, we wish everybody the best as they go through this pandemic. Tashfeen, thank you so much. We certainly appreciate that that uh, closing sentiment. And um, listeners, we'll make sure to, to give you all the relevant links to get in touch with Tashfeen and team, including their website and uh, the different links that he mentioned where you could ask questions, et cetera. Tashfeen, thank you. Keep up the awesome work and uh, really appreciate you making time to be with us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, Saul Marquez here. I get what a phenomenal asset a podcast could be for your business and also how frustrating it is to navigate editing and production, monetization, and achieving the ROI you're looking for. Technical busy work shouldn't stop you from getting your genius into the world though. You should be able to build your brand easily with a professional podcast that gets attention. A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.